What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon. And your girl, Liz. And this is the Ain't That Something Podcast. A, a tripod, tripod production. production. So we just had a very intense conversation about dreams. So now into reality and some spooky things about our realities. And the main thing I can think of are like racial horror stories that we like in our present reality. Because obviously with this time um, where equality and racial justice is very important, us being minorities, we have encountered some of our own real life horror stories in our everyday lives of us just being who we are. And I think we should share some of those. <laughs> so uh, do you mind if I go first? Yeah, you can go first. So I grew up in a very white area. I mean, a very undiverse area, I should say. <laughs> uh, white has nothing to do about it. Um, but when I was in high school, I when you, once you hit, like, hit a senior, you had senior parking. So which means like you had like your own like parking lot that seniors could go and park it was really freaking cool i remember uh one day i was leaving the parking lot uh to, to leave like i had senior privilege so i got to leave class school like early at the end of the day so instead of leaving it at the at the end of ninth period i got to leave in the beginning of ninth period i was really freaking excited and then so i go out to my car i'm driving my my mom's uh 2006 toyota matrix um and i i'm going out to leave a parking lot and then I guess I cut in front of somebody, like I'm 18 years old, new driver, yeah. like, and then they just, I will always remember what they, who they were. It was <laughs> that mother <laughs> And then he sticks his hand out the head out the window. He goes, learn how to drive, you fucking <laughs> chink. And I'm like, Gosh. that literally ruined my entire like vibe. Like, how are you just going to have the audacity to say something like that to me? You know, like. Granted, like, and you can't even say, oh, it's it's just a, it's just kids being kids. No. They that, associated it with your race. They associated that with my race. And that means that they use that in the house. Yeah. For them to use that word so freely, that means that they talk like that regularly. Yeah. And I've had, like, I mean, nobody's ever called me that word before. But obviously, like, people have definitely just associated me and my actions based on race I think a lot of it in high school too I think that's how like explains a lot about my behavior and who I was in high school because I grew up in a similar like situation as you where like everyone around me was very like homogenous yeah and so I like stuck out like a sore thumb and obviously all these people had impressions of what it means to be Asians and, and like I think we're pretty lucky in the sense that our stereotypes aren't as like bad as other minorities but obviously there's like they're smart they're quiet like they they're very passive and everything but especially in school everybody thought i was like the smartest kid yeah. ever they all expect you to be yeah. good at math right yeah straight a student good at math so i was so quiet in high school and i think like looking back i know it's because like i never wanted to participate or raise my hand because i was so scared of getting an answer wrong because i knew if i got an answer wrong everybody would judge me and be just like oh wow she's stupid for an asian it's like oh i thought you were supposed to know this and everything that's why i like never participated in high school and i think that just even 
transcended me deeper into being such like a very introverted and shy person and like very socially awkward during that time. See, another thing that had happened to me, I can relate to that as well. Uh, another thing that happened to me was when I was in senior in high school, like I wasn't like, I hate to say I was popular because I, I hate it when people say stuff like that. I had friends, you know? Yeah. Um, and so uh, I was in Powder Puff my senior year. I was a Powder Puff cheerleader. You can find me on YouTube uh, doing a Powder Puff cheerleading dance. It's a uh, Northampton K Kids Powder Puff 2012. You can check it out if you want. But um, <laughs> you can see me like doing splits and everything. But um, so uh, our, our everybody got like the kids got to pick the name like the uh, like the everybody like on the team got to pick the name of our, our cheerleading names. And they were all, like, really cool until it came down to me. So I was one of very few Hispanic Asian kids. I'm mixed. I'm half, yeah. half Cuban, uh, half uh, Filipino. And then, so my, my nickname came when I got my uh, my jersey, yeah. my uniform. And on the back, I dreaded it. As soon as I saw it, I, I felt absolutely horrible. But I had to put the smile on it. Yeah. It was instant noodle. Oh, no. And you know, like, instant noodle, like, top yeah. ramen. And, like, are you kidding me? You're going to put anything else but you put that and it got me like i had to put on like the smile because obviously yeah. it's like i'm that guy like i have to like ha, ha, ha cool guys right on i like it a lot but like on the inside like what the hell like is that all i am to you? am i just one giant like joke to you guys that you're gonna call me instant noodle so you call the other you call a, a hashtag vote for pedro and he's a white guy but you're gonna call me uh instant noodle like yeah. what the hell is wrong with you and I don't think, like, obviously, probably not in all these situations, the person who did that, like, means, like, any harm. Like, not in all yeah. these situations. But, like, the small things, like, these do affect us. Like, I remember, like, I, like, remember this from my high school experience so much that I, like, like, I felt invisible during high school. Like, I felt like nobody knows who I am or cares to remember who I am. And I still feel that way now because of my experiences in high school. So I, like, feel like once I'm, like, not relevant in people's life, people will, like, forget me easily. And that's because, one, everybody, since I'm Asian, like, the only Asians that everybody from my high school just thought like conglomerated us as to like one person so like it was so hard for like a lot of my teachers and to remember like my real name they would always call me by my sister's name because oh. like we looked alike and like even like there were a few other Asian girls in my grade but like slowly as I got up to high school like they all moved and I like kind of stayed and then so I remember like I would see a lot of the kids from my class or my grade outside of school and they'll be like so there's this one girl named who was also asian but she was like korean and i'm vietnamese and then but like obviously they didn't know the difference but so every time i was like out in public um after school like there were these like many times these kids came up to me and just said like oh hey like they thought i was her and like no, i felt like nobody ever knew my name or who i actually was and like those experiences like stick with me like i said before i just feel like I'm not important enough for people to remember because of those experiences that happen. Yeah, was there uh, was there any kind of like racism at your school? Like, do, would you say that there was racism built into your school without you like without them technically knowing it? I mean, definitely, especially with our area, but it obviously wasn't like. I mean, I'll admit that I was like very ignorant, like yeah. 
in growing up so like obviously there's probably a ton of racist encounters but i didn't realize it because we also had a lot of hispanics too so i'm pretty sure they experienced a lot of them there's definitely a lot of bias too and a lot of like you can tell the difference like all the caucasians in our school were more well off and then us minorities were more on the lower mm-hmm. class end and they you can tell like people were treated differently because of that so i went to northampton uh school district so i went to northampton uh school district and we were it's a like i was from lehigh township so it's a very big school district so people it's divided up into the townships and the borough so there's more township and then (laughs) lehigh township granted in my township dannysville dannysville where i'm from uh there were two brown predominant brown kids me and ian wackley i have a white stepfather love you todd and then ian wackley was adopted by a white family um so uh, we were always associated with uh, being like being raised white, and that's not something like it's ever fun. Or I I heard oh, you're just like you're only like this because your stepfather's white. Well, no, that's not the re- uh, my stepfather is a very amazing man, but that, I'm not the reason why I'm not am I am not who I am because he is white. You know, yeah. I am who I am because my parents raised me correctly. Yeah. I am who I am because I had a good support group. However, uh, I went to Northampton School District, and our name was the Concrete Kids. And like I said, it's a very predominant white school. Like 100%, like I'd say 92% of the kids there are white. And so, do you know how they spell Concrete Kids? K-O-N-K-R-E-T-E. Oh, my God. Uh, kids, so K-I-D-S. Yeah. And then they, they, for so long, people have like rallied against them saying, cancel the names from, from change it from having three Ks in an all-white school district to yeah. two season one K, and they fight so hard for it. All the locals that have never oh that have never left town hate it so much. Like, what is? Why would you name your all-white school district with a known KKK ties? Concrete kids with three Ks, <laughs> and then <laughs> things happen there all the time that you're just not. Bad things happen there. Uh, and I'm I'm letting you know that right now, but uh, it's not Philly. It's not Philly. Weird things happen in Philly. Not bad things. Not bad just things. Weird. <laughs> but bad things happen everywhere, you know. Yeah. And but to just to have a name tied to that to an all white area is just so like unnecessary and wrong, you know. And to keep it is just so so not okay. Yeah, I remember. I think um after I just graduated from my high school, there was this whole thing that. At one of our football games, students from my high school were throwing rocks at like African American students from another school, and it it was the the I think it was Sheltonham because it was one of my roommates at the time. It was like her school, and I think it was she went to Sheltonham. So like when that aired out, she like obviously like she knew like I had nothing to do with it, but she's like, look at what your school's doing to my school, and I was yeah. just like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think I'm not. I I love where I came from, like my 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 hometown, but I'm not proud of the school that I represent. Like I don't like to say that I'm from that school district because there's just a lot of bad stuff that ties in with it. Yeah, like I I'm not gonna say I like, but like I'm like glad I grew up the way I grew up and like everything that happened, but obviously like things do need to change from like where I grew up and like the values and just perspective i don't think it's as bad as your area but definitely like it feels like since i'm living at home now it does i feel tension like 
going out in public and yeah. I feel like I do stick out still especially because I like even like I tried to like more white wash myself back in high school because obviously that's what I grew up not grew up around but like living in Philly for three years I've definitely become like more expressive in my culture and like being okay with looking different but then going back home I look drastically more different now so obviously I like feel like there's tension there I feel that 100% like uh especially like when I first came home from the military like nope like we had new neighbors and everything and so nobody knew who I was for like four years I was just that because like I would go home like once a year around the holidays two weeks and then I dip so when I finally came home from the military I'm this I'm just this kid that's like sagging his pants you know and like saying Quack. every other word and then like who is this kid and why is he here you know and then so uh but I remember one story where I was mowing my like mowing the lawn like I was on the tractor mowing the lawn and then our neighbor comes up to my stepdad he's like so how much do you pay for the help and like he goes that's not the help that's oh my, my god that's my stepson and so it's like what how are you just gonna associate me mowing your lawn mowing my my family lawn that I've done for the past 15 years as the help oh my god yeah and so now it's like whenever I go home I uh I'm this tatted. I I I wear a lot of tank tops. I'm at home, it's yeah. just, but I I'm tatted up, and then like I always have like, like hardcore punk or like hip hop playing, and I'm just, if I'm working outside of my car or uh, it's just add some flavor. Like life is too short to have no flavor in it, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so like I get these looks from people. I'm like, what does me doing this have any like have any effect on you? Like, why are you giving me these dirty looks? I hate like. But- I mean, like, obviously, like, like, blatant remarks hurt, but I think what's worse is, like, those dirty looks, like, those passive-aggressive looks people give, like, I hate that, and especially, like, I feel you with, like, you blasting your music and, like, all the tats and everything, like, obviously, when people live, they listen to a lot of pop and, like, country, and then, like, especially now, since, like... I've been driving more and, like, roll down my windows and I'm, like, playing, like, R&B or, yeah. like, more, like, hip-hop music. And then I feel like people just, like, give me weird looks and I dress a lot differently than what people dress around here. And I I noticed that. So that was the biggest thing I noticed. Like, after, like, my first year of college when I would, went home, I was just, like, people here, like, all they wear is, like, jeans and Vera Bradley and, yeah. like, a cardigan and everything. And then, like, I'm not going to say they don't have style, but... Like, it's all, like, the same. And then, like, going back, what I wear now is, like, drastically different from what everyone else wears around here. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things happened while I was home on quarantine. Like, after not after after my lease ended, I went home for, like, you know, I went home for, like, three weeks before yeah. I newly started. And then I was outside uh, working on my car because cars be problems. Um, and then I had uh, NW, no, I had Mob Deep playing, and like I was, it was kind of like not loud, but like it was like enough so I could, I could hear it. And then my stepdad comes out into the garage. He's like, Brandon, your music makes me want to vomit. And I'm like, I can hear it upstairs. I'm like, oh, you want me to turn it off? He's like, no, you do, you bro. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you for telling me not to turn it down, you know? Yeah. And it's like, just he's that's kind of like his encouraging way of saying don't change like who you are just i'm just telling you it makes me fun it makes me want to vomit (laughs) like not my kind of music but hey i support it and um just people with small mind mentalities man it's always these smaller 
I'm not ragging on smaller towns, but mm-hmm. I always feel like these people that come from smaller towns have the most hate uh, on from people that aren't aren't like that. It's not even like sometimes I feel like it's not even hate, but a lot of it's just ignorance and like willingness to learn and change. Because like I mean, the biggest thing is like I'm Vietnamese, which is not one of the first like ethnicities you think of when you think of Asian and you think of like Chinese, Japanese, or Korean. So like growing up in high school when people would ask or more likely guess what ethnicity yeah. I am. It was like one of those three. And then like, I'm pretty sure the only reason they know of Vietnam is because of the Vietnam, Vietnam War. War. And uh, if that didn't happen, obviously, well, one, if that didn't happen, I probably wouldn't be in this country <laughs> to be honest, but like they wouldn't know what Vietnam was. So, and I remember that I was in an Uber during my freshman year of college and we were, me and my roommates who were also all white, we were going to a birthday dinner, I think. And then so we were in the car and I was sitting in the back and it was like a packed car because there was like four or five of us. And then so I was sitting in the back middle. And so the driver immediately like just like the whole car ride, he was talking about me and like trying to be relatable to Asians. Oof. And then he's like, I remember he said that he thought like he assumed that I was Korean and then You don't even look Korean though. Yeah, I know. But like sometimes they don't realize the difference. <laughs> I feel like we see the difference. Yeah. But like he like he was like saying stuff in the car that assumed I was Korean and then like right before we like when we arrived at our spot to say goodbye to us, he was like, Oh like Kanichiwa or whatever. Like the when I, and I was so mad and that really pissed me off konichiwa which is not even korean first no. it doesn't even mean goodbye it means hello in japanese that's horrible bro why would people are so not educated like it just makes no sense there's this comedian his name's andrew schultz uh he makes this joke about uh filipinos he goes he goes uh there's two kinds of asians there's fighting asians and there's math Asians. Yes. <laughs> Filipinos, I love y'all, but y'all are fighting Asians. Southeast Asians are fighting. <laughs> like, we, we roll, like, it's like we roll deep and like we're yeah. going to roll deep. Like I'm not going to stereotype or something, but like yeah. we roll deep with our family. It's like mm-hmm. everybody's like a, uh, a cousin and like you have like thousands oh and hundreds God, of cousins, yeah. even though you don't know them, they're still yes. your cousin, your aunties. Like it's just a thing, you know, like um, I, I personally, this is just from my uh, perspective. I think the Southeast Asians have... Are, have like a closer like relationship than maybe East Asians have, but this yeah. is just I thought I I thought I had like it's not n- no knowledge you know. Yeah, I mean I definitely can agree like attest to that. At least Southeast Asian culture is very like family oriented. I think East Asians. I mean I don't know too much ingrained about like how they treat family. I know like family is obviously important, important. but in a different way. Yeah. Because I think ours is more, like, camaraderie. Theirs yeah. is more, like, prestige and, like, reputation. But, like, I know that's also a big thing with, like, at least Vietnamese culture, the reputation, what your family, like, yeah can offer is a big thing, too. I remember I uh, used to, my grandparents, they loved throwing parties. Uh, and, like, when I was younger, I used to go to these parties and then be like, oh, 
Brandon, I have to meet you to your. I have to meet you. Say just. Like, I have to meet you to your auntie. This is your aunt. This is your. This is your tita, and this is your other tita, and this is your other tita, and this is your cousin, and this is your kuya. Like, who are these people? Oh I don't know any of these people, but they are your family. Anach. That means child. They are your family. That's all you need to know. I'm like, okay, okay. I guess they're all my family. It's just. It's just. Nice to know that, like, especially with Southeast Asian or Filipinos, that you have family, even though, like, they're not family. Like, you can reach out to somebody. Like, uh, yeah, I visited New Jersey recently, mm-hmm. and then my, I was telling my grandmother about it, and she's like, oh, maybe you should reach out to your ate, auntie that lives out there, and then you guys can go out for dinner. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, like that, ate means, like, an yeah. older sibling. No, I think that's so true. Like, I think it's so nice that we have all these connections. And, like, what you just said, like, it made me realize recently, like, how close my mom is to all my dad's, like, siblings and not just siblings, like, families. And I think part of it has to do with, like, the fact that they all moved to America. So they're, like, the only people left of their culture. So they, like, bond with each other. But, like, usually when I think of, like, American families, like, you're, like, when you're an in-law, you're not really as close with the rest of the in-law. Especially with my dad's family. My dad has 13 other siblings. So I wouldn't expect my mom to be, like, very personally close with, like, each of them. But my mom is. And, like, even, like, with a lot of, like, my mom's, like, really close with, like, um people like my dad's neighbors who are still here like my dad's like cousins like aunts like people who aren't like directly related to my dad like my mom is like close with them and I think like again that has a lot to do with the Vietnamese culture like you'll always have someone there for you and like always that connection they'll always be there for you like my like just like because growing up i'm pretty sure you can relate to this like when you go to all those family parties yeah. you, you recognize all these faces but you don't know exactly how you're related to them and then they just tell you that they're your cousins yeah. or your aunts and uncles but then like you realize like no they're actually not that's how like you're not related and they're like not even like they might just be like friends of your parents and i think uh, i think that's like really cool that like that's the one thing i like about my family how like so many people there are and like i mean obviously like i wouldn't want to have like 13 kids like oh my god like i don't even know if i want to have kids but like i feel like that's like the only plus side of having like so many kids is like just like that whole dynamic so uh you're talking about like having all these cousins and everything uh this is a true horror story if you really want to hear it (laughs) uh there's this girl uh i was really little and I used to think she was like, we thought we were like boyfriend, girlfriend, like seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old. Like we were boyfriend, girlfriend for like uh, family function stuff. And then, cause I was always told like she was my cousin, but like I have, who do I know is my real cousin? Who's my, I know my <laughs> real cousin though. And then, uh, so uh, I remember uh, I was telling my uncle, like, cause my uncle's like 10 years older than me. Um, he was, I was like, I was like, the Junjun, like, I'm thinking I'm gonna, I think I'm, this party i think i'm finally gonna kiss her and she's like he's like bro no like like what do you mean no like we've been dating with quotation marks about yeah. it for, for like so long and like no that's like your your that's your cousin i'm like no like everybody's your cousin you know that i'm like no that is your real oh, no. cousin that's like your third cousin that's my cousin's cousin's daughter i'm like are you kidding me right now that and like the whole the, the whole mood changed after that i was like oh, 
<laughs> that was that. If you want to know a horror story, devoting five years. Oh no! Of what you thought thought was like a relation, like just seeing each yeah. other at parties and family yeah. of somebody, and for, turning out that they're actually your your cousin. Your cousin. <laughs> That is a horror story right there. I mean, in some states, that would be... I mean, <laughs> but... not, no. I mean, I, I, I'm glad I didn't kiss her because like, I think yeah. I'd still be in therapy for that. But like, yeah. uh, the whole relationship changed after I found out she was my cousin. So Did she know? She didn't know either. You Did don't... you tell her? Yes. We had this <laughs> conversation about it. It's like, you don't know who's your real cousin and who's your cousin because you got... So many titas and so many titos. Like, it just... I don't even know who some of my, like, actual cousins are. And then I, there's people that I think that are my cousins that aren't. Like, it's so crazy. The age range, too, for, like, my cousins. Like, I can't even tell It's you. so freaking weird. Uh, my mom, uh, as a cousin, uh, she's, like, 50-something. Like, she's older. And then uh, she's also my cousin, too. So, in American culture, you would call them, like, your aunt or something. Yeah. no. That is literally, in Filipino culture, that is my cousin, and I refer to them as my cousin. It's just so weird. It's just weird. Oh, and, like, don't get me started on all the titles that you have to call, like, your relatives. I don't know if it's the same way I feel. Like, it's so, co- like, I understand because I grew up, but, like, trying to explain to people the certain titles you have to call, like, yeah, your so- family. It's, like, so complicated. Like, I can try to explain it if you want. So, like, it goes based off of two things your their um gender and like their age yeah, yeah. in relationship to who like you're related to so like let's take example to my dad's side so like it'll go in relation to like my aunt so my dad's brother or sister it goes into a relationship what i call them um to how old or younger they are to my dad so my dad's like older brother i would call him like back and which is usually what you call like most of the older relatives but then if the aunt or uncle is younger than my dad then i would call them if it's my aunt like goal or um it's my uncle i would call them jew and then their name obviously and so it's hard because First of all, my dad has, like, 12, 12, 13 other siblings, so, like, it gets confusing knowing their age and, like, the hierarchy and everything. And then also, like, I try to go based... You can't go based on what you hear from the other cousins, especially because all my other cousins, their parents are a lot younger than my dad, so obviously what they call all my other aunts and uncles is different what I would call them. So it gets really confusing there. Not even that, like, we can go to a whole thing, but, like, all of my uncle's real names aren't their real names. No, yeah, everyone's got different names, right? Yeah. No, but it's even more confusing because, like, how my dad's family did it when they immigrated here from the Vietnam War, they took, like the older brother's name so everybody shifted their names and birthdays down or like sibling so like my like my dad's name like i haven't been calling my dad his real name his whole life like i don't even know what his real name i feel like there's so much i don't know about my dad's side of my family because they either like hide or it's like not real (laughs) so like uh if we're gonna do a filipino breakdown it's kind of similar to that where uh so there's like the different like hierarchy. So like yeah. if they're if we're talking like siblings, it's like uh if we're talking like brothers, it's if they're older so this also refers to cousins. Yeah. So if a male brother or cousin is older than you, you have to call them kuya. If they're a male sister or cousin a female sister 
or cousin is slightly older than you, you call them ite. If they're like five years plus older than you, you call them ate. And then for mm-hmm. um, for female, uh, like for your aunts, you call them tita. For your uncles, you call them tito. However, if they're your godparents, you call them ninang. And if they're like, that's for a godmother. And then if they're your godfather, you call them ninong. However, if your uh, uncle and your aunt also double as your godparents, which mine are, you call them tita and tito. However, I did a lot of howevers here. <laughs> I just, I call my ninang, uh, my godmother, who's also my aunt, uh, ninang anyways. And then my uncle, who's also my godfather, tito. This is by like blood, yeah. like their brother, sister. And then your your mom is Nanai, and your father is Tatai. <laughs> and then your grandparents are, so your grandma is Lolo, uh, Lola, and your grandfather is Lolo. And then it's, so that's, there's a differentiation between the A and the, uh, and like, there's just, you can tell the difference between that for the, for that. But what's cool is like, uh, when you're like older, uh, you get to do, to do this thing where younger people, then you have to get their blessing. It's called Manapo, where you put their like, your hand up to their forehead and they have to get your blessing and like since i'm the oldest cousin out of everybody i've been doing it now and it's so freaking weird it's like yeah i give you my blessing like go do it so when they greet you they say uh uh manapal for your cousin or manapal for your grandma and you put up it's so weird but it's like yeah like know your rank bro yeah i know it has to do a lot with rank and titles and even like so for your grandparents like you have different titles based on if it's your mom or dad's side too really yeah so like my grandparents on my dad's side i would call them amwai or and then um, for my mom's side, you call them Bawai. Like, it's two different titles for which side of the family you're on, you're, like, you're talking to, too. And it's, like, it'll, I mean, it's so ingrained to me that I, like, I know most of the difference, but I feel like explaining it, it's just so confusing. And, like, going back with, like, what you said for girls, it's even more complicated. Like you said, like, there's, like, the babies and, like, kids, yeah. and then there's, like, people like around your age and then there's like young woman and then there's like young woman plus like five years old and yeah. then it's like older woman and like in between those i can't yeah. i don't know what to call who at this point do you have like a vietnamese like nickname like yeah so my middle well so i have a vietnamese name which is my middle name but like all the vietnamese people in my family just call me by that what's your middle name it's t spelled t-h-y and um it's usually it's like a real word but mine isn't because my mom like she just explained this to me recently she got a little like creative with my middle name really? so like the word t well let's save this for another conversation so it means like test which i don't know why she like did that for me but it's usually spelled T-H-I, but mine's spelled, like, T-H-Y because she wanted to be, like, different or something with me. Yeah. I don't know. But Thanks, so, Mom. Yeah, so all my relatives, like, when they spell out my name, they spell it T-H-I. But I'm glad it's something easy people can pronounce. But, yeah, only people – I don't like when people call me that, though. I'm the same way. Like, so, like, my, my uh, Filipino nickname is also, like, the nickname, like – so, like – that's like your your grandparents give you a name like besides your name and that's like the name that like the, the rest of the family calls you so 
this is between me, you, and our podcasters. So <laughs> I swear to God, if any of you guys call me this on the street, we're yeah, gonna... don't call me by my middle name on the street. So uh, my Filipino name is it's Bindi. So B I N D Y. Um, so my entire family, except like my parents, call me and my cousins because they don't get away with that but uh they call me bindi so like i go home it's like how you doing ben or how you doing bindi i'm like i'm doing all right but it's it's just kind of like i don't know um some people like when i explain this to like my uh caucasian friends they kind of laugh at that like what if you don't like this name why do you let them call them call you them that call them why do you look easier it's like a cultural it's a cultural it's a it's my way of identifying with my reality yeah, I only let a select amount of people call me that. Like, either, like, you have to be a part of my family. Like, there's only, I think, one other person who's not a part of my family that I would let them call me that. And that's because she, like, our friend group is, like, me, her, and my cousin. So she's basically ingrained into my family. But she doesn't call me by my middle name, but she says it sometimes as a joke, and I'm okay with it. But. Yeah, not even, like, all of my cousins. I'll let them call me by my middle name. It's usually just the adults. Yeah. All right, so, Liz, that was a great conversation, don't you think? So much about our families (laughs) that people know. We really went off on a tangent there. Yeah. But uh, I'm really, like, this was your first official co-host day. Woo! How does it feel? (laughs) Feels great. This feels so natural. I really like doing this. I hope everybody listening likes hearing me and Brandon because this is our podcast. Our podcast. So I'm I'm gonna be completely honest with everybody. So my first three podcast guests I had were me trying out different potential co-hosts. Really? Yeah. So. Oh my god. So, but uh, my I'm not saying that the other ones were bad, but they just it it was just. The first one was with my really, 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 really good friend, Catherine. That's the pilot episode, which you guys will hear after we do a lot of heavy editing to that. I promise. <laughs> but it's, so the thing is, like, she was my good friend, so it's kind of hard to keep that, like, professional level yeah. there. And I'm not saying that you're not my good friend here. Wow. Well. No, <laughs> no, no. Because my relationship with Liz has developed a lot yeah. from what it was two years ago to now. Like, it's crazy and i love it and she's one of my really close friends now she's the fam oh, now thank you. but uh i just think the chemistry is naturally there between the two of us got that banter going yeah <laughs> it's like it didn't even feel like we were recording a podcast you know exactly but liz as our first official as my first official co-host and my only official co-host <laughs> i'm gonna let you close us out for today all right thanks for joining our conversation everyone i hope you thought it was at least somewhat interesting and we'll see you next time on our next episode bye bye guys Hey, that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all again next week. And remember, you don't need to cover your ears when you wear a mask to listen.